Hello, everybody. Thank you for listening to This Is Your Normal. I am your host, Bob Ohms. Are you thinking about avoiding change? Or perhaps you like routines? What if change was part of your routine? One recent change with this podcast is that I now have a website where all episodes are available for streaming. Please visit thisisyournormal.com. This website was made possible by GreenTreeMediaLLC.com. I'd like to remind you that all episodes are available for download on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Here's a quote from today's guest. You want to talk about normal, right? To me, normalcy for me being in business is not routine. Like as long as things are always changing and there's always something new to tackle and there's always a new issue and there's always a new problem, to me, that's normal. The minute that things start becoming so routine and things start becoming so monotonous and, and it's just the same shit over and over and over again, that's when I start getting worried because that's when I know things are about to go bad. In this episode, we will hear from Jason Mercurio, life coach, personal trainer, and founder of Redline Circuit Training. Jason's mission is to support your well-being through nutritional guidance, training, emotional support, and rest and recovery. He strives to deliver the best service that will support and spread health and wellness throughout his community. Please enjoy this episode of This Is Your Normal. Jason Mercurio, welcome to the show. Thank you for joining me today. Bobby, thanks. I appreciate you having me, man. Good to hear from you. Good to yeah. see you. Yeah, good to see you too, man. Uh, we are on a uh, video chat. Unfortunately, the listeners can't see our beautiful faces, but right. uh, maybe that's one day good, they man. will. You never know. Dude, congrats on getting started with the podcasting, man. I think that's great for you. Thank you. For it. Thank you. Uh, it's It's been challenging, but it's been really fun. I'm fortunate enough to know uh, really motivating people such as yourself that uh, can that. give me <laughs> that can give me some easy interviews, uh, and it allows me a platform to get people like you uh, an opportunity to share your story. I appreciate that. I'm just happy so, to be here. Man. I think it's important to let everybody know um, we kind of go back a ways. Yeah, uh, we do. We knew <laughs> each other in high school. Yeah, yeah, um, 1996. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, it's a That's long time weird, ago, bro. Man. Yeah, man. Nice. And then we ran into each other on the uh, fire department. Yeah, we were both on the uh, Toledo Fire and Rescue Department. And then um, you decided to make a career change. I did. And now it's this is so awesome for me to say this. You are a life coach, a personal oh. trainer, small business owner. Yes. And that's awesome. I appreciate that, man. It was uh, quite a quite a transition. You know, I, I got to tell you, when I when I first started all this, I man, I guess I was never anticipating it taking off the way that it did. Mm -hmm. You know, and I take it back to man, it was probably yeah, 2017, and uh, gosh, man, I was just on my off days, I'd go to the gym and train, and little by little, man, I would just get like random people who would walk up and say, hey, you know, they're just asking questions about what I'm doing, and then. Sure enough, man, they would just, they would ask me if they could join in. I said, sure, man, why not? You know, and they would just join in with me. And that's how I started building up clients in the first place. Mm -hmm. And uh, then after a little bit, you know, they started asking me, especially these two guys, man, 
they said, uh, hey, are you a, are you a certified, you know, trainer? And I said, no, I, said, Man, I think you'd be good at it. So I kind of started looking into it. Obviously, at that time, I was, you know, like you said, I was with Little Fire. I was a paramedic at the time. So I was looking through the material, what was required for the certification to be a nationally accredited coach and trainer. And it, it really didn't look like it was too difficult or too much, like maybe even a, a bridge to, you know, the information to pick up. So took the test passed it got my certification and, and immediately the ymca once i told them that i was certified they, they hired me right in there mm -hmm. and i already had a few people that i was already working with anyway so they became my, my clients and man we were i did that for probably a good solid yeah i would say six months and then the ymca moved and that's when you came down there down yeah the i was place. one of your yeah. uh, fortunate guinea yeah. pigs yeah exactly and uh, by that time um that's when i was pretty much rock and rolling with Redline. You know, I had already now put it officially down on paper. You know, I was strategically programming things, but it's just the several clients that I had um, with you being one of them. Yeah. When I, when I started to see the influx of people more and more that were coming in down to the YMCA, man, I said, damn, you know, maybe this really has some potential. And so, uh, you know, I had always wanted to open my own business. I had always wanted to open my own gym and, uh, and don't get me wrong. There's still a day that goes by that I don't you know, think about hopping on that engine and, uh, mm. you know, there is one side of me that does miss it a lot, but, uh, I will say that, uh, when I opted to finally launch the business itself and, uh, those first, those first six months, man, it's, uh, whew, it grew pretty quick, really fast actually. And, uh, to the as point far as your, man, your gym that you started. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when I had, you know, I'm again, you know, I, I own Redline circuit training and, and, uh, when I had, um, when I had launched it, um, gosh, I felt like I was bringing on, you know, geez, several people every couple of weeks, you know, and it was, oh, so yeah. it was, it was, it was growing pretty quickly. And, uh, it got to the point where I'd be at the, I'd be at the engine house, man. And you, you know, when I was at, you know, down at engine nine, man, we had a really close knit crew man. Mm -hmm. and, uh, it was just pulling me away from the guys so much, man, after about that six month mark, I kind of started getting the feeling that I was, something was going to have to happen because I couldn't, I couldn't keep going that way, you know, right. working 24 hours and then just, Oh my gosh, it was, it was insanity, you know, the operations of it, but I opted to sat down with my wife and I explained everything to her. She was pretty hesitant at first. And, mm -hmm. and uh, so we jumped into it, man. And once we jumped into it and I was able to finally spearhead it full time, uh, it was, it was a hard day. It was a hard day having to, you know, turn in my badge, you know, it was a, uh, it was a bittersweet, man. It really was. I had, a, I had a phenomenal career with Little Fire. I feel like, man, I got, I was very fortunate to be uh, around some of the, some of the greatest guys in the world, leaders, especially. And that's something, unfortunately, that I didn't really have growing up in my life was really any positive male role models at all. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I would say when on the fire department is when I really got a, a you know, a good dose of uh, good informative educational like servant style leaders they were just you know those guys that just wouldn't you really didn't have, they didn't have to ask you to ever do anything you just wanted to follow naturally you wanted to you know you wanted their leadership you know you wanted to be able to learn from them and uh, so i was pretty fortunate man to be around some of those guys and it really helped me out a lot once i got into the business full-time though Man, it, uh, it it started growing pretty rapidly to the point where I started having to hire hire fairly quickly to scale, um, just to meet the demands of the amount of clients we had on the books. It, um, and you became one of those leaders. 
I appreciate that, man. It, 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 it's a lot, man. You know, I, I'm, I'm thankful that I had almost 15 years of fire service mm-hmm. um, because as an entrepreneur, being a business owner, man, it is like you literally are still a fireman. You're, mm-hmm. you're every day you're putting out fires nonstop, no matter what it is, there's always something to handle and uh, you have to do it uh, in a very strategic manner, um, especially in today's, uh, you know, employer world. It is, it's, it's something else. I have an entire whole new respect for management, for general managers, for any, for any person that are in those positions of leadership that have to make decisions, sometimes quick decisions, sometimes very thought through decisions. I, I have a whole newfound respect for the decision-making process in and of itself, man. I really do. And, uh, geez, we, we grew so quickly pretty much through 2019. We had over a 400% growth rate, man. It was, it was skyrocketing quickly. I want to, so can we, can we dive into that? For sure, man. I think, I think that's really important. Like we mentioned, so, I was one of your guinea pigs and that was, I think what it was, I saw what you were doing. Yeah. Um, and I saw you had even transformed yourself um, a little bit. Oh yeah. Actually a lot, not, not, not just a little bit. Come on, man. You made an obvious transformation, <laughs> but the transformation number one was physically. It was like a f- physically you, you were very well put together. You started dressing really nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, you're very fit, uh, tone looking. I will speak for myself and if you feel the same way, but, uh, me personally, I grew up the fat kid. Um, and I, I know you, too. yeah, right. Yep, and I, and did. I did, I didn't want to call you out on it, but yeah, uh, you, I mean, sure you, I you're a, you're a lineman just like I was on a football <laughs> we team oh, you know? and, uh, you know, fast forward to this transformation you're making, getting your personal training certification, Jason Mercurial wasn't that fat kid anymore. No, no, I, uh, you know, I got to tell you, I think it was my sophomore year. No, I'm sorry. My freshman year at St. Francis. I think it was, uh, I I was walking past the weight room. You remember that old school weight room they used oh, to yeah. have back then. Very it's not small. what they have now. They got state-of-the-art shit, man. But anyways, I'm walking past there. And one of the coaches says, hey, who are you? I introduced myself. It was, you know, one of our coaches at the time. And he pulled me right into the weight room, just gave me an introduction to the weights and I think it was the first time I felt that pump. Mm. I was hooked. Uh, it's, it's, it has been with me ever since. I spent years in weight training and uh, I've suffered, I feel like, countless injuries just from bad form over the years, not having the right coaching, mm-hmm. not having a, an actual strength and conditioning coach who knows what they're doing, how to you know look for key markers. for Because you know while we're all constructed, pretty much, the same. We're still all anatomically built different. I have just a whole newfound respect for weightlifting itself, for training itself, for strength and conditioning. And now I'm some, you know, 20 something years later, uh, doing it all these years. Uh, it, I can get better results with half of the energy expended. And just by making a lot of these just subtle changes that um, getting your body in the right position, you know, mixing up your diet with this and with that and just seeing what works best for, for me personally, and then being able to take that experience and help the next person in, in their journey. Because to me, you know, when you have a, an optimized system, you know, where you got good food coming in, you know, you're, you have a weekly regimen, making sure that you're committing to your training 
congratulations on all your years of sobriety, you know, being able to keep that kind of shit out of your, out of your system, man, I, I feel like that's a really big recipe for success right there. You know, because when your body physically feels good, you're going to, you're just going to perform better all around, you know, what, no matter what you're doing. And I think that's important for any respect, you know, respected career field that's out there for you to be at your optimal level of performance. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Because that's to me, you can strengthen the entire economy like that. That's how you're going to have an overall stronger economy. I don't know how else to explain it, you know? So yep. it's, uh, it feels a hell of a lot better just being in control of my health like that, because it does transfer over to my mental and emotional health. And I've, I've, I've come to the realization um, over the years that I've had a lot of family mental health problems in my, that have ran in my family and emotional problems. And I understand that. And I, you know, I've taken the time to reach out to, um, you know, therapy and go through um, a lot of the steps that they have instructed me to do that has helped me tremendously in that process. I think that every person would really benefit from that as well. I think that every person out there is definitely has a level of mental struggle you know, of kind of getting in their own head and letting that eradicate the betterment of the day. That makes sense. Oh, yeah. So it's, uh, it's been, it's been a long struggle bus, man. I ain't kidding you. Just a long road of overcoming a lot and just, you know what I mean? Just getting it right and trying to just keep it all balanced. You know what I mean? So, oh yeah. What would you say would be one of the hardest hurdles that you had to get over as far as this transformation Oh my gosh. Of, of like creating the Jason Mercurio who's becoming a personal trainer and starting his own small business, having a, you know, starting a gym. So I would, I would say this last year, hands down, been, been the most challenging part of my entire life. Um, I and had that's some the 2020 global pandemic oh of COVID-19. Oh yes. Yes. I'll, I'll just get this out there that that first lockdown came and, uh, you're talking within one week of losing a third of your business, you know, and for a small business, I'm sorry, I don't have the reserves as some of these major corporates do, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? To, 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 to keep up, you know, with the demands of losing a third of your company. Right. You know, you're your brand customer, new. Still. You're, you're, yeah, exactly. Your customer base. So the way that it happened, I, like I told you, everything was, 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 um, growing very rapidly. And, uh, Man, that first lock, or we were halfway, and that's why I had to open up another location. Mm-hmm. And because uh, I was, you know, we were pretty much filled at the seams at our, you know, location, our first location. And so we got halfway through the renovation at the second location, and that lockdown came. Mm-hmm. I had just signed the lease, and uh, we were shut down for, geez, what was it, almost eight, over eight weeks? And it just, it was a monster blow. It, it really did. It, it tore, it tore a hole into my business. And I'm going to tell you something. That's when things changed abruptly and they changed immediately. And you want to talk about normal, right? To me, normalcy for me being in business is not routine. Like as long as things are always changing and there's always something new to tackle and there's always a new issue and there's always a new problem. To me, that's normal. The minute that things start becoming so routine and things start becoming so monotonous and and it's just the same shit over and over and over again, that's when I start getting worried because that's when I know things are about to go bad. And, um, it, uh, it's certainly, 
has kicked the shit out of me to say the least over the last year. I'm, I'm not, I'm not kidding. Having to overcome this. And I can't speak for any other industry out there. Um, but I can tell you in the fitness world, it, it has, uh, it has certainly had its, its, um, man, it's severe challenges. And when I say severe, keeping people distanced, keeping people from hit, you know, high-fiving each other, making mm-hmm. sure that people are comfortable who wear their masks, making sure you're catering to the people who don't want to wear their masks, making sure that you're keeping an eye on the people who are wearing masks so they're not overcoming constantly rebreathing CO2. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, these are little, they may not seem like big problems, but they really are. And they're little things that you as a coach have to constantly keep your eye on, you know, and I'm thankful that we're starting to lighten up a little bit on the actual um, mandates. However, I can tell you through 2020, having to live through all of them and abide by everything. Yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was pretty brutal. It was, it was pretty brutal to say the least, especially for a small business. And, uh, yeah, it, it, it eliminated a lot to the point where, oh, and on top of that, we had a little bit of, I don't want to call it a turf war, but we had a little bit of some issues at the building I was in uh, mm-hmm. with the noise that we were producing. It's just we were in completely different industries and some of the other business owners weren't too happy. So we were forced to relocate our first you know, studio. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're currently doing is um, we're renovating our second one, which will accommodate things much easier. So where is that second location going to be? It's down, it'll be located downtown Toledo. Okay. Um, it'll be down on Ontario. And we'll probably be, we'll probably be um, launching the uh, the relaunch celebration date um, here in the coming weeks. So I'm looking oh, forward great. to it. Yeah, man, I'm excited. It's been a lot of hard work. I'm just revamping everything. Mm-hmm. Um, the way that I'm going to be running the sessions, new equipment, virtual training as well. It's, uh, man. It's been a lot of putting the pen to the paper, writing down new parameters, writing down your, my new protocols for the for the company itself, you know, and, and uh, you know, seeing where I particularly went wrong, um, leading the operation through the coronavirus, because to me, you know, leadership is, is everything. If you can fix the leadership, you can fix the majority of the problems in my in my experience. So before I moved the company any further. I had to focus on me and where I was going and what, you know, really where I seen my business going as well. So I want to dive deeper into the coaching part. What's the official name? Redline circuit training? Yep, right. yep exactly. It's what it is. It's circuit training. It's, you know, high intensity okay. interval training. So, yep. Right. So Redline circuit training, you uh, open up this location and yep. you said it just grows and grows and grows and grows and grows. Mm-hmm. And you as a business owner, a humble individual as you are probably do not realize why it's growing so much. And I can tell you as being as one of your participants and um, going through this before we were, I was preparing for this podcast interview today, I was talking to my wife and explaining to her, like, I wish I had better words to describe (laughs) the intensity, the, the passion that this guy has. You were not, allowing me to be weak but somehow you sprinkled some magic dust on me that gave me uh the willingness to be more powerful to do you know extra reps i mean i remember the one time what was i doing it was some sort of like probably a plank i remember being on the ground like i don't know if i was doing like some sort of crunches or planking or something it was some sort of abdominal thing and my abdomen is the weakest thing. And I remember you were 
on the ground in my face, not yelling at me, yeah. encouraging me. I'm like, this, this guy is in my face, looking at me in my eyes, encouraging me to keep going. And I had the power to just do it. And see, I, I'll tell you what, man, I, I like, I like hearing you say that, uh, that that's the kind of stuff that really motivates me and inspires me, man. And that's why I do what I do is because to me, pandemic or not, they really, at the end of the day, all it really boils down to is your level of service to the people. That's all it boils down to is getting them to realize their own strengths because that's where confidence sets in. And as a coach, I feel it is your number one duty to look out for the general well-being of your client. Number two, don't ever break any kind of relationship code that you have with that client and make sure that they realize that they are a lot stronger than they really believe that they can do it. Because once they break that threshold, their possibilities are limitless because then they start seeing, it starts transferring over to other areas of their life. Mm -hmm. I can do this, man. I know I can do that. And I know I can do that. And then that, and that keeps building and building and building. Oh yeah. And I also feel that it does nothing productive for anybody out there. If I'm in your face and I'm screaming at you profanities um, to tear you down, if I'm yelling at you because you did like something wrong or, I'm using training as a, as a, as punitive in, in some recourse, you know, like, I don't, I don't believe in being that kind of like drill sergeant type. Mm -hmm. I do believe, however, in being that kind of coach who's going to lift your ass up when you just can't go any further, you know, when you got, you know, when you really want to push yourself to, you know, to that point, having somebody that's down there at your level, helping you get there. Do you know what I mean? Just supporting yeah. your own energy. And, and I feel that uh, I've had some pretty good success with doing it that way, because I know for me, that's what's kind of driven me in life. Kind of always shut down whenever I would have somebody like screaming at me about whatever it may be. It never it never really worked for me. Mm -hmm. so if I had a coach there who was actually like, yeah, come on, I know you can do it. I, you know, I yeah. know you got it in. You know, that's the kind of stuff that lifted me. And I do believe that all of us need that, need that person in life, you know, no, no matter what age, no matter what gender you are. I feel that when it comes to being a good coach, if you're really in it, then, then be in it, mm -hmm. you know, don't just be a coach because it's like a cool thing to do, like really be in it for the people. That's where you're going to have the most success because people do need that. You know, they get off work, who knows what they're going through at their job or who knows what they're going through in their personal life. And when they walk in those doors, it's your job as their coach for them to shut all of that shit off, leave it out there in the hallway. And the minute they get, I walk into that door is for them to focus strictly on them. It is the most selfish thing that you can do for yourself to find a great gym with a great coach, but it transfers over into you becoming the most selfless person because of it. Mm -hmm. You know, and you're taking that time, whether it's a half an hour, an hour, an hour and a half each day to focus just on you so that when you walk back out those doors, man, you know, you can be, a, you know, a solid MF, or, you know, for yeah. anybody else out there that you're that are, you know, is under your responsibility. So, yeah, that's how I feel. When did that start for you? Like, what, when did you figure that out that that is what works for you? And at I some wish... point in time, you had to have mastered that that you could share that with other people and teach that to other people as a coach? Yeah, I, I would say um, I started transferring over to that 
with me doing it myself mm-hmm. and becoming a coach um, shortly after um, one of my, I don't know, I'm not sure if you ever got the opportunity to work with um, Chief Pete Jager by chance. He was my very first officer on the okay. job. He was probably the only male father figure I ever even had remotely close to in my life. He jumped in my ass when I needed to be jumped in my ass. He, uh, you know, he would spend time. He would just spend time with me. He would mm-hmm. talk with me. He would engage with me, whether it would be about cars, working out, firefighting, family stuff. He just, he, he really was like a beacon of light. You know, it, it was, it was pretty rough when, when, when he passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, however, after that, you know, it really it motivated me to, to kind of help pass that along as well. And, um, prior to that, again, I would say throughout my years, especially athletically training, I had a, we had a few coaches that were kind of like that with me. Some of them could, could really jump at you in a drill sergeant way, but I had a couple that were, they were more motivating like that. And it mm-hmm. just, it really, I don't know, man, I think it just kind of really pulled on me in that way. So that's why I, I've just, I've, I've seen, I've had the opportunity to finally realize that when it comes to your client base, especially if you're running group training, I mean, again, like one-on-one training, it's a little bit different than group training, but regardless, even if you have a team or if you have individuals, the one thing is, is constant that if you have a coach who is really there to help pick you up, who can just not tell you what to do, but kind of just offer some solid advice that supports what your intuition is already. I, I've just found that that's what keeps people coming back. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like that's what keeps people coming back, you know, to want to be around you, to want to train with you to, and whatnot. And, well, and, uh, I have to let you know, uh, your group training feels like personal training. <laughs> I remember being shocked the first few times, like, yeah. man, how can he, like, he just spent so much attention on me. He's encouraging me. Uh, one of the things I would like to add is like, what, how you're motivating me is saying you're going to do this and and you're standing right there with me. You're yeah. going, you're going to finish the set and I'm right here. I'm with yeah. you. We're going to do this. And then, yeah. and then I finish that set. You give me an attaboy and then you go on to the next person and you're doing the same thing for them. And it it was like, well, I just received this personal, (laughs) this personal connection here. And then boom, he's off to the next person. And I've I've realized when it comes to training, especially with groups and teams, you know, thankfully I've done, I've had a lot of years of experience as far as teams go, you know, with football, through wrestling, you name it. Uh, And the one thing that I've realized is when you're on that side, when you're on the player side, when you're on the client side, is man they need somebody to kind of like lightweight cuss out under their breath they need oh god this fucking sucks you know what i mean (laughs) um but at the same time they also need somebody who is going to help pick them up who's going to pat them on the back like yeah like good job getting that last breath good job you know going up 10 pounds from last week and the and the list goes on and i won't ever be an advocate for big group training just Mm -hmm. because it to me it washes out my ability as a coach to be able to have that connect with you or the next person and know that you're not just a head, like you're actually somebody that I know, I know a little bit about your personal life. I know like what your inhibitions are. I know what you're unable to perform. I know what you are strong at and the list goes on. And so it allows me to be able to really gauge when I'm inactive in this, the, the session itself, 
to be able to say, okay, like I know Bob, he's, he's good here for a second. He's doing a great job. So I can focus more on Sally, Sally May over at, um, at this particular station because she's having a little bit more difficult time performing this or that. So it, it does with the smaller group sections. It's just, man, I've just found it allows me as a coach to be able to really just deliver because I also like getting into the jams, you know, the music a lot as well. So, <laughs> Oh yeah. Uh, that was always something to look forward to is the, uh, the music choices. It was always ever changing too. So, yeah. well, that's good to hear. You had some good leaders that kind of made an impression on you and mm-hmm. you're able to take from that and, and want to serve others in that sim- similar fashion. What kind of things take me into the future. Um, we talked about how hard this past year and a half has been as a small business owner in, in the fitness realm of things, uh, mm-hmm. social distancing and uh, a circuit training gym just don't match up. Exactly. So things so- are starting to lift. We're uh, going, I like to say the, uh, everybody's, everybody's talking now, we're going back to normal. We're going back to normal. Although I disagree, we're not going back to normal is this a new normal? Look, things are just changing. Let me stop myself right there. You said something that I think is very important earlier. You said as a small business owner, your normalcy was things changing, adjusting, but when things get mundane and it's the same thing over and over is where you get worried. Yep. But I think that is a key factor for us as we're saying, like the masks are going off, businesses are opening up. Um, You said you're about to announce a reopening of your gym and all that kind of stuff. Is this a new normal or not? Uh, That's I'm feeling like that's really not your way of looking at things. Um, Correct. Yes. I don't, I don't, I don't look at there's to me, I 100% agree with you, man. I don't see this ever going back to whatever humans wanted to consider normal prior to mm -hmm. COVID-19. I want, or I'm sorry. I do believe that, there are going to be certain things that we will hold on to, but I also believe that it is, it is going to be completely different. You can't, you can't disrupt and impact the economy at that magnitude where things have to adapt in a particular way. To me, it's like kind of trying to unscramble eggs. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't, you, you, you can't, you can't go back and just like change it. You know, we've no. become so accustomed to, to communicating via zoom, you know, via Skype technology, and the amount of data that is needed, the demand for it now, because of, you know, this pandemic has just, I mean, the proof is in the pudding. And it's like, for me and my business, I found that virtual training and getting our program to people's homes has become a stream of revenue. It has become a, a method for us to be able to help people you know, in the process to stay on top of their health and their wellness and their, their mental health. Um, and by just giving them a few pieces of equipment and then having them follow along with us, there are certainly a lot of people who don't want to go back into gyms at all. They mm-hmm. don't want to, they don't want to share that. They don't want to, they don't want to risk that. Um, and so to me having, how can I say this? Having a means to be able to stay in business in the fitness world, you have to be able to adapt to what is now in front of us going forward. 
and not holding on to what was before. Mm-hmm. Because if your only way of staying afloat is by just doing the same shit over and over and over again, while some of it may be consistent, to me in business, you are either growing or you are dying. There's no, that flat line is just a flat line to me. And I think that as long as you're growing and you're giving out your best service, that's what's going to, that's what's going to ultimately you know, ensure your survival in the market, the live marketplace. Um, and right now it requires us to be a little bit more creative. It requires, you know, fitness businesses, especially group training to, um, you know, be able to incorporate a lot more things virtually for their clients because there are still clients who do want to come in to train at the gym, but there are still clients that virtual training has just exploded percentage wise over this last year, obviously. Mm-hmm. So being able to incorporate both of those, being able to make sure that people who are coming to your class are ultimately going to be as safe as possible, that you're going to be able to provide a clean, you know, system for them, you know, good equipment, um, things to be able to make it happen quickly, you know, give them the proper amount of space in between one another. So you're not rubbing elbows with everything or with, with everybody in, in class. Um, so it is, it, it's a hustle, but as a coach, in my opinion, is your job to do so because that's where you're going to be able to deliver the most effective, you know, service to the, to the people. And so for me, the new normal is as this post pandemic, you know, time period that's upon us coming upon us now, Mm -hmm. like the new normalcy for me is figuring it out along the way of what is required and what needs to change more and more. There's been so many changes, obviously, with, you know, just, geez, the disinfecting of everything nonstop, man. You know what I'm saying? And then on top of that, I've also, I've also learned that um, different areas of my business have had to require a lot more attention and energy. Example, um, you'd be surprised, but well, I actually probably wouldn't. Clients, I want to say like they're, they're more needy now, but they're just, they, there's, there's more demand of like people needing that emotional and mental support right now. Yeah. That human connection. Oh my gosh, man. I've in, again, prior to the pandemic, I feel like it was never really that much like this. I just, I've noticed a huge surge in it. Not, not a little one, a huge surge with my own clients. Um, of people just, man, not doing very well, uh, mentally or emotionally. And, uh, you know, from what they may ever be, you know, going through in their personal life. So to me, again, to hit on it, normalcy is the ever changing of all the new things that are coming into my business and me being able to be able to meet those demands in order for the business to be successful itself. So in the event that they're hopefully not in the future, we have another pandemic-like issue that I'm going to be in a much better position as a leader to be able to make sure or have the systems in place so that myself and my team can adapt very quickly if we need to. So it's been, while it's been very challenging and it's been very, man, I'm not kidding you. It has been very, very challenging and tough. 
at the same token, I have learned so much um, in the event we ever got an opportunity to do it over again, mm-hmm. you know, which I don't wish on anybody, but uh, absolutely not. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's my normal. I don't, I don't ever want to get caught in the trap of just staying in the same old cycle over and over. Ugh. Like that. <laughs> that's sorry. that's why i put the phone call in for you to do this uh, so you, so your normalcy is adapting to change pretty much that is what day. you prefer that's it that's it just like you know you know you, you still strap on your gear man you know every run you go on is is different you know every, every emergency scene that you're on man is is always something new uh it is literally the same thing as an entrepreneur man it's always something new to figure out you got to really use your brain you got to really use your skills your experience to really overcome a lot you know and be able to balance that publicly as far as your company goes uh, because you know reputation is a huge thing you know whatever again whatever respectable industry you're in so gotcha Um, you have that mindset. I think I have personally a little taste of that mindset. I know sometimes, and I'm not just saying like you're great at that. And I'm sure that's not easy to have that mindset of having that constant change, adapting to changes, be your normalcy. That's not, that's, that's not an easy choice to make. No, it's not. And it takes time, man. And it takes time to like, to not even get used to it, but just to understand that it's there. And it's like, when you wake up in the morning, I mean, shit, I'm up at, 45 every day, um, getting after answering emails, um, getting on the home, getting on the messenger with, um, clients, mm-hmm. you know, so whether it's their nutrition, whether it's their training, whether it's just to talk them off the ledge for the day, we you know what I mean, whatever yeah. it may be. Um, and then, you know, getting to the weight room, making sure that you're getting it in. So it, it's, it's a conscious choice to understand that the minute you wake up, bam, dude, you don't know what's coming today. You can try to control it as much as you want, but life is still going to happen and be able to just understand that whatever fire happens, you got to put it out, no matter how big, no matter how small it is, you just got to handle it. And that's one thing that I accept. I accept that I have no control, but that I'm going to do everything I can to just keep putting it out. You know, what's the best way to get started? I'm, I'm talking about the people who don't embrace change. Uh, maybe have been stuck in a rut for the past year and a half, two years, sure. six months even. What? How? How do I get myself out of that fear of change, and perhaps that rut that I've just created, and I don't see any change in the future, and I don't know how to get out. I see. If anybody's ever teetering on the position or on the decision to maybe launch their own business, to do their own thing. Um, whether it's to take a new promotion if they want it that bad and the opportunities on their table, but they're scared a little, no matter what challenge you're facing in that realm, and you got to make a decision. Just understand that there's going to come points in time, no matter how much you war game it, no matter how much you try to pre-plan it, no matter how much you try to put it on paper, it's never going to work out that way. Ever. <laughs> and just understand that there's going to be times in life that you're just going to have to jump in and you're going to have to figure it out. And the good thing about doing it in that way is you really, you're just, your experience is what brings you to that level of just, it's not so much that you know how to do it. You're just experienced in doing it because action will always alleviate the anxiety that you have when it comes to 
wanting to take on a new task or challenge like that. If you just get in and just start doing the shit, that's all it takes. And you got to do it and you got to go through it. You got to take the punches that come with it. You have to take all the scrutiny. If you can't take criticism, don't even jump into it. Because when when you're going out, the, the difference between an entrepreneur and somebody who has a career, I mean, it's you're, you're the same person. But at the same time, when you are done at your job, you're clocked out. It's no longer your problem. Mm-hmm. You're done. And when you have your own thing, you have to handle everything. You have to write all your own rules, your regulations. You have to handle all the problems that come. You have to create systems. The, the, the list goes on. So you can't get overwhelmed with any of that because the demands, to again, in my experience, and it's been a short experience thus far, but day by day, it moves pretty quick. And I'm telling you that uh, if you just get in, the, the 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 demands of your business that you're coming up with or whatever you're launching into they'll they'll present themselves or what what needs to be tackled like it really will you know if you're short staffed in one area it'll it'll show you that you know it's just the way that it goes that I have found the one thing that is the most important though for anybody out there that who may be doubting themselves is if you are considering doing it I would really I would really focus on on sharpening your your leadership abilities. Because the minute that you transfer into being a boss type person is the minute that you are going to lose all respect. The minute that you that you have to yell at somebody, you lose all respect. Having the ability to be calm, having the ability to just listen and to understand, having the ability sometimes you have to just like let things play out too <clears throat> if you try to control it too much. So it's it's a very fine line as an entrepreneur and as a leader that you have to walk, but it's worth it. It it, it really is worth it. And every each step you take is very very critical. I'm, I'm, I have a definite respect for it um, because people look up to you. You know your your staff, your team, your clients, your customer base. They look up to you. They look to you to make the the, the best decision. And one minor bad decision on your part can cause catastrophic like repercussions. And, you know, you can make a thousand correct decisions and all it takes is that one, you know? And so just understand that if you are, if you're that one of those people right now that are like, man, kind of on the fence about, man, do I really want to launch and do it? Yeah, you, you should. I think that every person should do their own thing because that's where they're going to try find their true fulfillment. But you also often also understand that you have to take everything that comes with it. You can't pick and choose. I think that's what a lot of people get mixed up these days. Ah, you know, ah. there, there was a small business that opened up about six months ago and just closed down. And I kind of, I'm not down, down in the person, the, the business owner. It's just, I understand that it can be so overwhelming, the magnitude of, of being an operator, okay? And, 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 a, and a, you know, a, a manager of having to make sure everything's done, mm-hmm. that it can overwhelm you to the point where why the why do I even want this headache anymore you know and yeah. it's like you have to come to terms with it that you you can't just take the good parts of being in business you know you got to take everything that it comes with that dishes it out you know you got to take all the good with all the bad but it's important for you too because once you do and you develop that thick skin and you go through a lot of just the the, the, the pain of it I can't really explain it man it's like it's just the pain of it um you know the best way I could I could really sent out a good analogy to it is like when you first get those first several real hot fires and you really haven't really felt too much heat before that. And to the point where it's like, Oh shit, you know, I, 
mm-hmm. it was kind of like that for me. Um, it was uh, very uncomfortable mm-hmm. or sitting in a meeting with several people on a deal that gosh, just has your heart racing so fast, you know, but you got to remain calm in that, in those moments, man, you know, when, when you're starting to really make some big moves in life like that, you know, it's, it's, again, it's just, it's a very cautious, it's like a tightrope, man. And, and, but I think that if you don't make that decision to become that, if you're considering it in life later down the road, you're going to look back and you are going to have a huge regret that you didn't go after. And to me, I could never live with myself on that, on that, on that accord. You know, this is something that I personally always wanted. And I hope that anybody who's considering launching their own business and into, and into entrepreneurship better love what they're doing, because if they're only after it for the monetary gain of it, my gosh, man, you're not going to last. You're, there's no, there's no chance in hell. You know, you're talking about 18 hour days, seven days a week. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not kidding. Every, every week, every week for however long that it takes. So it has certainly sent me my challenges. And, uh, but I would hope that anybody out there, if you can understand that, you know, the risks are out there, of course, the hardship is out there, of course, but if you're willing to go through it, you will reap the benefits of it as well. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, you, that'd be my best advice. Yeah. And you love doing what you do. It's obvious. Oh my uh, gosh, I do. Yeah. It's, it's a very apparent to me. And I hope uh, anybody listening can, can uh, hear it in your voice that you really do love helping other people. Uh, you love helping other people transform and see themselves as better. I do. I, re- um, I, I really do. Announce to us uh, what can we look forward to from Jason McCurio, Redline Circuit Training in the future. How do we find you? How do we uh, stay tuned for your big announcement? You said that's going to be coming up in yep. a few weeks. Yep. So I have finally... All of my equipment that I have wanted to finally stock my gym with from day one. Mm. I finally have every piece. Uh, It's taken me all this time to get it finally up to par. But I finally have everything that I want for it. Um, And I'll be making my announcement through social media, pretty much primarily through Facebook and Instagram. Okay. Um, So if anybody um, wants, you know, you can get on, you can follow us on Facebook. Um, red Do we follow training. Redline Circuit Training or Jason yep, McCurry? Nope, nope. Redline Circuit Training. Okay. Um, and then the same thing on on um, on uh, Instagram. Instagram. Um, okay. I do. Ha- I do. Ha- I do have a personal uh, coaching channel on YouTube, uh, which is my J Merck uh, channel. And can you spell you know, that I for upload- me? Yep. J Merck. J. Yep. J M E R C. And um, I. And that's on I YouTube. Yep, that's on YouTube, okay. and I post a lot of you know my own uh, whatever I'm training on for that day you know, at the gym, uh, it's, I focus a lot on, on the barbell work because in my experience, a lot of people, they mostly need help in that area. Cause that's where the most highest risk of injury is. So I do a lot of mostly weight training, um, some motivational stuff on there as well. Um, and I just recently launched it. Well, actually it was about a year ago, but, uh, so yeah, I just been, you know, putting out content on there and now, and also a little bit of, um, you know, me in my home, mm-hmm. um, just kind of getting that personal connect with everybody as well. So, you know, I'm a regular guy. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I just, I, I hope I want people to be able to have somebody like myself. I wish that I had somebody like myself in the community that I could go to. That was their livelihood. Mm-hmm. And at one point I was a public servant. And even though I'm in the private sector now, I will always be a 
public servant at heart, no matter what, especially for the city. So yeah, you um, certainly are 100%, man. I appreciate it, man. I, I, I do appreciate that a lot. Uh, it means a lot. So thank you. You're very welcome. All right. So as everybody heard, uh, you could check out uh, Jay Merck on YouTube. Uh, subscribe yep. to his channel there. Um, also on Facebook, Redline Circuit Training. Or they could just uh, look up Jason Mercurio. Yep. Yep. As well. So we'll be, um, like I said, we'll, we should be putting out our, our notification out here in the next few weeks um, of our particular launch date. So I am oh, looking. I'm, I'm very excited, man. Need to, to, especially with, we have uh, the new studio we're moving into. Um, I'm, a, I'm really excited because it has primo parking for downtown Toledo. So, uh, yeah, which was very hard to find. So <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. So all right. Well, we will stay tuned. I appreciate everything that you've uh shared with us today. I'm inspired by your leadership and your entrepreneurship and the courage that you have uh, to keep things moving along, uh, even through the difficulties of this uh global pandemic. Um, I'm very happy to hear that things are still moving along for you. And uh, maybe you'll be seeing me uh, trying to drop some pounds, some extra pounds uh, once again in, back in that That'd gym. Great. Awesome, man. I appreciate it, Bob. All right, man. Well, thank you very much. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening to This Is Your Normal. In closing, change. Whether you like it or not, change is part of our daily lives. As we all know, some of us handle change differently. Just ask 10 random people about their thoughts on the COVID-19 pandemic. I appreciate people like Jason who embrace change and help others create positive changes in their lives. If you are someone struggling with any type of change or you can't get enough of it, please never hesitate to reach out to me. Follow This Is Your Normal on Facebook or follow me on Twitter at This Is Your Norm. I truly believe we are all in this together and we must learn how to work with each other and lift each other up instead of putting each other down. Thank you for listening to This Is Your Normal.